This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the LA Football Network. Stay diggy. And this is Chris the second, Chargers outside linebacker. And make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Shout out to Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph. They know the vibes. We outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bolt Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, we are in the thick of playoff talks. Chargers go on the road to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. First round of the wild card playoff weekend is upon us. We did a live show last night. First time in a long time. Nice to have that type of fan interaction that we had on the show. Girthy fan interaction we got. Girthy fan interaction. That was fantastic. But as we teased at the end of the show last night, and the key phrase to watch out for, I swear, Dan, we need to get like some type of symbol that pops up on here with like alarms and whatnot. When like the bat like, signal. Or like when Lois from Family Guy has that one little thing. like, oh, he said it. You know, <laughs> it's like when Dan Wolkenstein is working the phones, you know that there is something going on behind the scenes. So You're too kind. As he teased on the Chargers Unleashed Twitter handle that there would be a special guest today, which Dan will announce here momentarily, there will be a special guest tomorrow. So a lot of action that is going on for this week's playoffs. Uh, but before we get into that, obviously, Dan Wolkenstein, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. We are in playoff football discussion mode, and I cannot be more excited because the Chargers are in the playoffs, Jake. It never goes unnoticed for me. I am grateful, and that is because I have athletic greens and AG1 flowing through my body right now. And I'm curious if beat reporters have ever tried athletic greens because they're going to be doing all kinds of work, all kinds of flights, all kinds of stuff they got going on. And Jeff Miller from the LA Times is going to be joining us to talk about the Jacksonville matchup, talk about this Chargers team, talk about the differences from this year to last year, the coaching staff, and how secure they actually are. Is someone on the hot seat? Maybe. Uh, lots of that and more, as well as his perspective and keys to the game this Saturday, uh, as well as podium talks. Um, but Jake, I would imagine for how many miles Jeff Miller has on his credit card for LA Times, he's got to have something good for his immune system. And I can't think of a better way for him to get pumped, for him to get energy, to stay positive, to stay energized, than to go with Athletic Greens AG1. All the vitamins and minerals. Take it from me. Take it from you. Take it from anyone else who takes it. Uh, the stuff's incredible. That shout out to our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Jake, let's talk about them. <laughs> you said you were curious on if any of the beat reporters take Athletic Greens. I'm curious as to how much Athletic Greens you've taken today. <laughs> way too much. Way too much. <laughs> yeah. You're already through the roof right now. I think you need to maybe just pull it back just a little bit. Um Again. I'm going to water it down while you do your ad read. Yeah, you know, maybe just take this, take a timeout or something like that. Have Kristen take the bottle away from you. But uh, <laughs> if you guys have been watching this show long enough, you know that for the last two months, Dan and I have been taking Athletic Greens right now. Um, if you're the optimist that is looking to become the ultra optimist that is Dan Wolkenstein, uh, Athletic Greens has definitely helped him in that regard. But from my standpoint, you know, Guy pushing 40, still like to stay in shape, go to the gym. Um, 
And for someone whose diet has been absolutely horrible, I can still say that to this day. It is absolutely horrendous. In terms of the all of the things that I should be eating, Athletics Greens has it all as far as the vitamins, minerals, uh, essential nutrients that I need on a daily basis. And right now, just to let you guys all know, uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to be giving away a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The one and only Jeff Miller from the LA Times joins us next on Chargers Unleashed. Well, it is officially playoff football for these Los Angeles Chargers. Special guest episode, friend of the show, Jeff Miller from the Los Angeles Times has been gracious enough with his time to join us here on Chargers Unleashed to talk about this upcoming game that has so many storylines, so many things exciting to talk about. Jeff, welcome to Chargers Unleashed again. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, I, it's really great to be on. I know I'm, I'm such a friend of the show that it, I got asked to come back from training camp until the playoffs. The entire season went by, and you guys never bothered to reach out. That's okay. It actually, that's not even true because you did reach out. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. And to be fair, you did reach out a couple of weeks ago, and I uh, completely dropped the ball. And uh, after agreeing to appear, I didn't appear. So, uh, but no, it's it's uh, it's it's great to be on here. I uh, I love it. So okay, it, you don't answer you know. my calls. Jake doesn't answer my calls. Sometimes <laughs> my wife doesn't answer my calls. It's hey, fine. you know, it's going around. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But hey, lots to discuss. Obviously, we want to talk about the Jags matchup. We want to talk about some of the latest discussions on the podium. Staley just came out there with some news on Rashawn Slater we'll probably get to. Uh, talk about kind of the impact of these playoffs on the coaching staff. As well as kind of comparing and contrasting this year's team and kind of the vibe versus last year's. Um, but Jeff, it is currently Tuesday afternoon. The podium just got wrapped up with Brandon Staley. What are some of the kind of highlights or discussion points or key themes you got from the interview with Brandon Staley? Well, the, the news uh, was uh, regarding Rayshon Slater, who the uh, Chargers are uh, opening the 21-day window to, to possibly have him come back and play. Uh, Staley did say he's not playing this week, but he, uh, uh, you know, if they win uh, Saturday, I wouldn't be shocked if he was available the next week. So that's the, that's the news that came out of it. Um, nothing real big uh, updates in terms of Mike Williams. Uh, we'll know here. They're going to practice basically twice this week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, a walk through Friday, I, I suspect before they leave. But uh, it'll pretty much just be those two days of practice, and we'll have a better idea with Mike then. But uh, uh, So no real update there. And then uh, uh, Joey Bosa is supposed to be full in practice. He, you know, he has a dealing with his groin thing a little bit. Um, and I think, I'm just trying to think news-wise, um, that was pretty much the uh, the guts of it. Uh, Kenneth Murray should be fine at that stinger. But, uh, and then it was just a lot of playoff talk and a lot of, you know, we got a, we got a first-time playoff coach going against a guy who won the Super Bowl. So just another one of the many storylines you talked about. But, yeah, it was uh, – um, just, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of playoff talk, which you, what you'd expect for a, a team that, uh, um, you know, is, is entering where we thought they'd be just probably didn't take the path. We thought they'd take to get there. Right. 
And, and Jeff, kind of just delving into that situation, because obviously with the big game this week, first time the Chargers are going back to the playoffs since 2018, first time for Justin Herbert to be there, and obviously Brandon Staley as a head coach. And, you know, we've been talking about this all throughout the season, because the one thing that has been consistent with this team at times is inconsistency. And whether that you look at the deficiencies of, from the, the uh, defense on the, rush, the running game as far as yielding so many yards, um, you look at the you know some of the inconsistencies and even criticism that's come up within the media with as far as the offensive play calling goes. But in your opinion, just you know picking your brain on this a little bit, as far as going into this week specifically, obviously playoffs, brand new game, everybody's at zero to zero at this point. What do you feel like are just some of the keys as far as what the Chargers have established through the regular season, what's worked, and what they should be carrying into this playoff game if they want to get out of there with a W against Jacksonville? Yeah, you said it regarding the inconsistency. What's weird about this team, and Charger fans can appreciate this, is the most consistent thing this season has been the special teams, right? And the offensive defense have both been wildly up and down, and yet this, you know, the special teams, which has been a bugaboo for years, is that's kind of been the most consistent thing. But you know, the thing about this team, uh, if you look at you want to evaluate, can this team win a game – they certainly can win this weekend. Could they win next weekend? They they could. They have the talent that the you know the three things that they have to in terms of trying to think. Hey, can this team make a run? They have to overcome three really major things. One of them is that inconsistency on both sides of the ball. Two is they can't stop the run, and three they can't run the ball. And those those second two are you know we They're all big. know in the playoffs are make a make can make a huge difference in teams of in terms of you know, putting a team away or establishing something in the middle of a game when you can, you know, you know, run the ball at somebody or you can you know, force a team to get one-dimensional by stopping the run. This team has had, had a hard time doing both those things. So, the, you know, those three elements, I think, are really stacked against this team. For, for these guys to make any kind of run, they're going to have to really overcome three you know, pretty major obstacles, in, in my opinion. How important, and I think about like the AFC and honestly just the entire NFL playoff picture. There's the the talent level at quarterback position is insane, and the future is bright. Jake and I talk about it all the time. But looking at a at a team like the Chargers, where they have it so like you know top five, top three passing team, bottom two or three rushing team. How important is that come playoff time? Because, like, you see a lot of teams will just throw 50 times, and you'll see Tom Brady do it all the time, where he'll kind of use the passing game as running game at times. So, like, is that as much of, like, a glaring concern come playoff time? I think what it, it can be is you can win a game or two um, that way. I think I agree completely with what you're saying. You don't have to be, 50, you know, run the ball half the time, throw the ball half the time to, to win a playoff game. I think, you know, to – to win a Super Bowl, there's going to come a point where you have to run the ball, and you're going to have to. I, I think it'd be really hard. You know, you can't run and shoot your way to a Super Bowl. I don't think, um, and especially in the situation, they got to win four games. And so, I do think at some point they're going to have to run the ball. And I think what we've seen this last few weeks here is this red zone where they're just pounding the ball all of a sudden. I think they that's kind of their way of not only trying to fix their, some of the red zone issues but also try to establish and not just around the league, but also in, a, in this building um, as I'm sitting in the charger facility here that we can do this. Like we can run when we have to, we can run it. And so I do, while I agree with what you're the idea of what you're saying, I do think there's something to that, but 
to be a championship team, I think at some point you've got to be able to, you're going to have to run the ball and to, to win a game and to win a, a, a key moment in the game. Yeah, and it, I think the part that is probably lost too is how important it is for the defense for a run mm-hmm. game to be established and allow your defense to like sit and take a breather for a second. And so oh, you totally, see quick yeah. drives end real quick because of whether it's, you know, Eckler fumble or a Jontre Carter fumble and right back defense is back on the field. And if you can establish that run, give two, three, four more minutes to a drive, your defense is a business. Well, totally. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yep. And Jeff, you were talking about just as far as the makeup. If you want to make a Super Bowl run, just in terms of this team's makeup, obviously, Justin Herbert, second year in Brandon Staley's system, you're now going to the playoffs, a first for a lot of these guys that are now on this team. And they've come a long way since 2021 and how that season ended. And <laughs> Given what you've witnessed over the last two years, just in terms of the team dynamic, the team makeup, obviously this year they had a lot of adversity, a lot of obstacles to overcome in terms of health and inconsistencies. But just as a whole, how would you gauge Staley's year two with Herbert at the helm as opposed to where this team might have been from a mindset standpoint last year? Yeah, last year everything was so new around here, uh, especially you know because of Staley and the, all the coaches. It was all sort of a feeling out, kind of a growing, getting to know everybody kind of season. And it turned out they ended up being pretty good. And then they, you know, we saw you know, they had a chance. They started the year really well. And then at the end, they still had a chance. And uh, that was a little more, I would, I would think of that season as sort of almost like it was kind of like a bonus that they were in that position they were at the end. This year, totally different, as we all know. Like they came into the season – everybody was expecting this team to make the playoffs. Um, so it's a, it, so it's, it's a completely different, uh, they, they came at this season totally different than the year before. Um, and so this, this team was supposed to make the playoffs and we just, none of us thought they would make make it the way they did and just have to deal with all the injuries. And then to, you know, to be a team that really, you know, at, at times, you know, really was inconsistent and, and struggled on offense and then, you know, really has, has had some really bad moments on defense and bad games, had a couple of really bad losses at home. And so some of this crazy stuff that happened, they, they struggled to, to, into, into this position, right? We, we all thought they would be this sort of dynamic team that could really explode and get into and kind of come into the playoffs roaring. And it turned out to be this totally different thing where they kind of limped their way through and then made a little sprint at the end. So, um, uh, you know, really totally different seasons and what, uh, you know, they're, they're completely different. The, these, these perspectives on these seasons were totally different. And uh, they both ended up, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, after all of this, they were one game better this season <laughs> at the end, right? They won one more game than they won last year. And so it, it's, it feels a lot different and it seems a lot different, but it, it's funny how in this league, you know, the, the seasons happen and, and the, the movement sometimes isn't as great as we, we thought it would be. Chargers yeah. definitely benefited from the 18-week uh, season this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, now, I one of the things, and I, I want to get real here for a second. We're talking to Jeff Miller. with Oh, LA boy, Times. here we go. Hang on, Jake. Um, yeah, here we go. Hold on. Hold on to your britches. So, <laughs> Man. there has been lots of talk from outside the building and from some reporters about kind of what has kind of hindered or hampered this Chargers team? We talk about the inconsistencies that we've seen. Obviously, injury plays a big part. Why is it, though, that you, you mentioned like the struggles? Like, 
Do you put that on coordinators? Do you put that on players? I'm sure there's a little bit of both, but like, do you see issues that maybe the team really hasn't been allowing us to, I don't know, allowing us to kind of breathe out as much? Like, is, is I guess maybe the question is like, is Lombardi on as much of a hot seat as I think a lot of people think or feel? Uh, I think Joe is. Yeah. I think, uh, it, I, you know, I, it's some of the stuff it's hard, especially in the social media world, uh, that we live in now. It, a lot of times you sort of get sucked into that and it's hard. You got to remind yourself it's, there's a reality too to this and it's not, it's not on Twitter, um, necessarily, <laughs> uh, not, you know, I don't want to be the guy that bashes Twitter cause there's some great things about Twitter, but we all know what that world is. Yes. And, and it, you know, it, it, it you know, a guy is coach of the year, one series and everybody wants him fired the next series. Never, <laughs> it's not the next game. It's not a month later. It's the next series. Sound familiar. Jake? World. Sound familiar. It's a fickle world, man. What can I say? <laughs> it's a fickle you know, world. It, it's incredible how this how things change, right? Um, but I, but to, I, I do think that yeah, there's I, I think there's some questions about Joe, and I think uh, uh, I think it's valid. Just some of it, you know, the, when you look at a guy like Doug Peterson, everyone praises his, his play calling and some of the stuff they do. I was talking to a reporter in Jacksonville yesterday, and they they said you know the you know once Peterson got there, like the, it's been a totally different offense this year. Everything looks different. It seems the play calling, they, he was telling me in every game, there's plays that you think, man, that was great. That was a great idea, a great concept. Great. They, they had that, you know, they can see that well, everything. And, um, you know, we, there hasn't been a ton of that with Joe. And I, it, it's a little bit unfair, some of it, because, you know, the stuff about why aren't they throwing the ball deep? We all heard that. And, you know, we all know. I mean, the, the three of us could be lined up at wide receiver. That, that's how – they can't get – they have nobody to get deep. When Mike Williams isn't on the field, there's nobody who's going to get deep. Like, just stop thinking about that. Like, they, they can't – he's the only guy in this team that's going they can throw – he can – Herbert can drop back and throw a bomb to have any chance of it being completed. So, um, it's, it, that's the NFL, though. And when, when, when things don't go as well as they – as they're supposed to – when an offense, you know, you have Justin Herbert and maybe isn't as consistent, isn't as productive as it's supposed to, it ultimately it comes down to the a lot of times the coaches, the coordinators, because you know how it is. You can't fire all the players, so you got to make a change with one guy, um, and that's what you have to see all the time in the league. You're seeing it all over the league the last couple of days where people now are losing their jobs. And uh, I, I do think, but yeah, to you know, in a really wordy answer here, I, I do think it's. I think the. The pressure on Joe, not maybe at pressure, but the, I think the questions about his job are, are legit. And if they lose this game on Saturday and it doesn't go well, I, I would not be shocked one bit if, if they make a change in offensive coordinator. Now, piggybacking off that for a second, Joe, because I was, I was telling Dan on the show yesterday that I really felt the last two weeks as far as the offensive game plan from Joe Lombardi has actually been pretty good. I thought gearing up for those playoff runs, you had those tough weeks offensively in the game against, uh, you had your spurts against the Indianapolis Colts. You didn't look as efficient as you probably would have liked to against the Tennessee Titans, but against the Rams and even in a loss to Denver, I thought offensively, you know, despite a few turnovers from, from some bad timely fumbles that the offense looked good. It looked sharp. Justin Herbert looked good gearing up to this playoff run. That was what I really wanted to see. So I know you were mentioning as far as one of the biggest keys to this game, especially from the offensive standpoint, was running the ball. But is it is it going back to 
and you kind of touched on it. You don't necessarily need to have a balance of 50-50, but we've seen those moments when Justin Herbert's at his best when he gets to run bootlegs outside the pocket and get him mobile. And it's been a while since we've actually seen him use his legs to go, to escape for a first down and really confuse a defense. So just from Justin Herbert's perspective, and this being his first playoff game and looking at this matchup against Jacksonville, from his seat and Lombardi's seat, What's the best way that the Chargers can go about attacking this uh, this this game on Sunday, Saturday? Yeah, I, I think you're right. We've we've said it. You know, a few of us in the press box have wondered all season. Once Herbert was okay over the rib cartilage injury, we've we've kind of sat up there at times and, and wondered like, why is why is he just he just drops back and sits in the pocket? And we we all know, and and the Chargers know. Trust me. Like Joe Lombardi earlier this year talked about how when they get just on the perimeter, how dangerous that is and how tough that is to defend. And we, you see it all in all these quarterbacks that can move. You see it all around the league, right? And the Chargers have a great one who can do it. So we, there's been plenty of games, believe me, where some of the writers up there, we look at each other like, why is, why are they not moving Herbert? Like get him on the run. And, and that seems like such an effective way to use him. And he's so good at it. And he's so, he, you know, he gets his body moving it doesn't affect his accuracy. It doesn't affect his arm strength. He, it just, if anything, it gets better, it seems like. So uh, I would think if I was the Chargers, that's the kind of stuff I'd want to do. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is, you know, that that's kind of their Achilles heel. I mean, their defense isn't great. You know, we know they have a really good quarterback, you know, quarterback two is playing really well, and their offense is fast, and they can do some stuff. Their defense is, you know, th- this could very easily be, you know, a 38-35 kind of game uh, because, you know, we, we've seen on the Chargers, you know, they can give up some big plays. The, the Jacksonville's the same way. So uh, I, I'm with you. I'd love to see Herbert get on the move some. And, and you know, and that, that running game thing, they don't have to run for, three, you know, 150 yards, but they just need to be able to run enough and have to be a threat to open up more of that passing game. And uh, if they can do that and uh, – that that will only help Herbert more, and but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think if they can get him on the run and get him outside the pocket and all that stuff, it, it, to me, it looks really good when they're doing it, and, and, and he does it so well. We're wrapping up with Jeff Miller from the LA Times, and, and it's interesting. You kind of mentioned some of the some of the statistics and some of the kind of trends for this Jacksonville team. The defense, like you know, twenty eighth in passing yards allowed, twelfth in rushing yards allowed, middle of the road in blitzing. Although they do have the fourth most QB pressure in the NFL. Um, but something to keep in mind, fifth most missed tackles. How would you attack this defense? Would you like, because they are so relatively poor against the pass, does this kind of match up well for, all right, we'll let Justin rip. It, it, it does. It seems, you know, it really does seem like a, a pretty good matchup for the Chargers offense. And the other thing Jacksonville is not good at, they're not good on third down and the Chargers are one of the best in the league on third down. So, um, you know that is another thing that would would seem to to work in the Chargers' favor. So uh, this is one of the you know I, I think the Chargers are going to score in this game. The, what's going to I think what's going to determine it is the Chargers is going is going to be on defense. If they play defense like they played against the Dolphins, they can beat anybody. You know, and we you know that was an unbelievable performance. If they can come up with something like that on on Saturday, they, there's no way they'll lose this game. I don't think because I don't think Jacksonville's defense is, is good enough to stop these guys consistently. And, and, and he mentioned it, and this is probably, I think, the other part that I think is more important in my eyes is kind of looking at the other side of the ball and can the Chargers 
defense hold up to this Jacksonville offense who for folks who don't know, like the Jacksonville offense, you heard Brandon Staley talk about it is like incredibly balanced. And then you look at the statistics around it and they're like top 10 in most passing and rushing statistics. They're 10th in passing 14th in rushing ninth and third down percentage conversion on offense, seventh most net yards per drive, 10th in yards per attempt, rushing, and then third fewest interceptions with just nine all season. So it's hard to predict where they're going to come at you from because they have so many different ways to win, and they're good at kind of all of them. How, if you're the Chargers defense and Ronaldo Hill and Brandon Staley, like, what are you trying to do? Like, who are you trying to eliminate? What's your kind of key? Um, I, I think, you know, I, I, would, I would probably focus mostly on the, on the passing game because – we, we've seen it. These guys are just – they struggle to stop the run, and I don't think that's going to change all of a sudden. They're, they're going to give up yards on the ground. And what they want to do, what they try to do, is, a, is limit those big plays. And last week it was a, a complete disaster. They, that was the opposite. That was basically the, the nightmare game for, for Brandon Staley. Was They gave up so many explosive plays it was absurd. So I, I think what they want to do is, is they want to – the lights oh. just went out. <laughs> oh my God! Your time's up. They're kicking you out. He's back. I said nightmare, and then all of a sudden, got <laughs> and on the twentieth minute, they said, "Let there be lights." Wow. So you know, they, in a perfect world, the Chargers will do what they do, which will be limit these big plays, which is going to be tough against you know Jacksonville, sort of Miami-ish in their speed and kind of some of the stuff they do. Um, so. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers try to do some of the stuff they did against the Dolphins, you know, press coverage, get up there, you know, really, really try to make it, it, it difficult. The thing that the other thing that the Jaguars do is they, they, you know, hurt, uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence doesn't hold on to the ball very long. They get rid of the ball real quick. So that's why one way they try to avoid pressure. Um, but I, I think if they can uh, maybe use some of those things they did against the Dolphins and, and try that again against Jacksonville, I think, that seems like to me that could have some success, but it's it's going to be uh, you know mostly limiting those big plays, lim- trying to limit Lawrence because I think ATN is going to do some stuff and they're going to get they're going to get some runs off. It's just the way the Chargers are, are playing this year. It's just kind of the way the defense is built a little bit. Is they are going to give up some yards on the ground. What they want to try to avoid is what the Broncos did last week, which is these big plays over the top. And and with Bryce Callahan back playing this week, I, that would you'd hope would uh, eliminate some of that. Um, we saw some problems let, you know, come up last week um, in that regard with, with him not being out there. So, um, but, but, I, but I think if you're the Chargers, you want to try to limit Lawrence as much as you can, limit those big plays. And I, I guess the, the last question I got to ask you, Jake, Jake, Jeff, <laughs> so many Jays. I, I can just step out if you guys want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, as, as a reporter covering this team, how has this season been kind of for you? Have you noticed a shift, whether it's in the fan base, whether it's in kind of the culture, whether it's in just like the mojo of this season and this team and the organization? Like, it's got to also be kind of refreshing for you, like covering a playoffs team. Like, what's it been like for you? What have you noticed? Yeah, it, it, what's interesting about it is it was, you know, this, coming into the season, what we ended up seeing was so different than what we all thought it was going to be. And so... um you know, I, I kind of envisioned we'd be playing, we'd be covering this team that was in these, you know, big, gigantic, you know, heavyweight, you know, fight type games every week. And kind of like, you know, you know, there'd be a lot of, 
uh, these epic battles of of a lot of offense and and it it, you know it turned out to be just you know kind of like this you know pushing the wagon up the hill grunt game everything was everything was a struggle and uh so uh it's been it's been interesting um in that regard now someone's coming in the room like what This is this is the respect I get around here, right? I've been on this beat longer than anybody. Turn off the lights. Kicking my ass. Do you mind? In, you know, <laughs> wow. invading, invading the privacy during an interview. <laughs> you know, I just I, I don't even know what to tell you guys. I'm just I, I just I, bring on the Jaguars. <laughs> we're on. Let's kick we're on the Jacksonville. You know yeah, you know what? I was going to wrap the show, Jeff, but I can't think of any better way than you just did it. I mean. That's it. Bring on the Jaguars. That's fine. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. This has been fantastic. Always appreciate you coming on the show. Again, as Dan has Dan said, you may, you may still not believe it, but you are a friend of the show, and we <laughs> promise you we will be having you on a lot more. But uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Obviously, everything's geared up for Jacksonville. Hopefully, we'll be talking uh, after this week with more continued playoff talk uh, for the Chargers. But uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you, guys. Love it. Thank you, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, guys. Take care. All right, well, Jake, that was Jeff Miller from the LA Times. Before we get out of here, we do got to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. The line at this Chargers game currently is what? I think it's two and a half last I saw, or one and a half? I yesterday, it was, yesterday it was sitting at one and a half. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's flexed. I mean, it's it's two eleven on if Tuesday. You were, if you were a betting man, if you were a betting man, we're not pushing betting on anybody, bet responsibly, but if you were a betting man, Jake. Would you take the over-under? Well, the over-under was, what, 47, I think? Mm-hmm. Yes, over-under, one and a half. Would you take the bet? As oh, well? oh, as far as the, the point differential? You know, Chargers favored by that much. Uh, this, could, this could be one of those games where it could come down to a field goal. So I say it'll be close. But yeah, I would take, I would take the Chargers and the points. Is that a... Is that a- no, we're not there yet, Dan. Oh, oh, oh okay. Your, all right, all right. Talk about that online. Let's talk about them. Okay, so we want to remind everybody that uh, you'll always find the latest odds and team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we've done the ad read. we talked to Jeff Miller. We've talked Chargers football. Now it's time to go eat some lunch or Check. dinner, and we are good Check. to go for the evening. But we'll be back tomorrow for another special guest episode. Talk to you then.